Okay. Ready? We'll do. A, let's do one, two, three, four, five, and then clap on six. Okay. But do. But you got to do the ands. One and two and three and four. That. Yes. And then we'll clap five and and clap on six. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Together, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Nope. Here we go. Okay. One and two and three and four and five and. Oh, I forgot to clap. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. All right. Welcome back to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. I started watching the HBO show Barry, finally. Yeah. And it's quite good. Have you seen that? Dude, I love that show. How good is that? So good. The, the new seasons is better than the first season, maybe. Well, I'm kind of binging it, so I'm on episode two of season two. How many seasons are there? Two seasons, and you're almost at the end. I think maybe there's three or four episodes this season, so you're almost caught up. Oh, it's like a shorter, there's not 12 episodes or eight or whatever? No, there are, but it's, it's still running. It's every Sunday. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well... They, I'm not really a huge Bill Hader guy, but man, he's nailing this. Like, what a cool concept, and I love Henry Winkler in it. Uh, it's good. Yeah, the whole cast that that bald uh, Ukrainian guy or whatever. Oh my god, that guy is amazing. I love everybody. I like the cops in the first season. Like their take on the cops is so good. Yeah, like it's all just yeah. different. It's all like, you know, it, it could, is it different. Could, yeah, and I, I don't know if you know the story about it, but um, that guy, Alec Berg, Alex, Berg. Alec, Alec Berg, Berg, the showrunner for Silicon Valley, when he, him and Bill Hader were getting together, I think Bill Hader was like, hey, let's do like a an assassin guy. And he's like, oh, that just sounds like it's been done to death. And then they like took some time and then really were like, well, let's turn it on its head and like really do something different. And they really did do that. I've never seen the premise. Like for those of you who may not know, it's about a, a hitman sort of post military PTSD type dude. Who's a, ki- a stone cold killer who uh, he's on his way to, to kill a guy who's taking acting classes in LA and he ends up getting pulled on stage to act out a scene because they think he's an actor and he kind of he's horrible at it, but he gets the bug and he wants to become an actor. So by day he's in acting classes, going to auditions and stuff, meeting a bunch of actors. By night he's still a stone cold killer involved in this weird L.A. Russian mafia. And I guess to hear it said that way sounds really bad, but they really pull it off. It's it's a wonderful show. Well, the crazy part about it is Bill Hader is the straight guy. Uh, com- right. completely. I mean, he, you just see how great of an actor is. I don't know if you ever saw that movie Skeleton Twins with, yeah, uh, I did see with, that with, with, uh, Kirst- with Kristen Wiig, Kristen Wiig. Yeah. He's phenomenal in that too. He's just great. Like, it's good to see him. Cause that, I don't know if you ever saw the show that he did with the Portlandia guy, um, Fred Armisen. Yeah. Like documentary now or something, you know what I'm talking oh, about? No. Dude, it's so no. it's so not good. It's hard to make things that are good. Yeah, like even if you're even if you're Bill Hader and Fred Armisen, it can go wrong. You know. 
Right. Even if you're Clint Wells and Bob Schnitz, you can still <laughs> put out some real bullshit yeah, every once in a while. The chances, the chances are low, but uh, I guess so. I guess so. Super low. Most of it's so good. That's true. The batting average is quite high. I like to use sports metaphors sometimes. Mm-hmm. For fun. Just for fun. Get the ball over the net. Get it to the finish line. Yeah. Things like that. Do, do we have any emails that are crowding our inbox? We do. We have some more emails. Our our good friend EOB has sent us another email that I will now read that says, <laughs> Mirror, mirror on the floor, which side of me do you hate more? Bob, just one thing I want to say. You're okay, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay. Oh. He says, dude, you're funny, intelligent, uber fucking talented, good looking. He said, just ask, <laughs> just ask Bardem. Honest, insightful, hugely productive, and above all, well fucking loved. Stomp on that black mirror and bring us all another seven years of good luck. Ding, dong, dong. Ha, ha. You guys crack me up. Peace and love to you both. EOB. He's got a way with words. He's uh, like a poet. I'm going to say this about EOB. If all your emails are going to be like that, send in as many as you want, buddy. <laughs> that was so nice. Thank you. I, I feel I'm like glowing now. Well, this one might bring you back down a little bit. I'm like a little girl at prom who just gave her first interracial blowjob. It is key that it's interracial, right? Are we in the back of a limo or are we at the enchantment by the sea dance? I don't know. I don't I haven't thought about it that much. All right, what's the next one that's going to bring Now I'm like already like preparing myself for the hurt. It's Jason Barry and he says of episode 25, "God dang it, Bob, shut the frick up so Clint can finish his thought." That's all it says. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Sounds like my wife. I feel like my wife might have written that, actually. What's that? Does Laura listen to the show? What's the email address and where does that guy live? So we can tweet it, <laughs> tweet it out to our fans, like the real hardcore ones. Uh, does your wife listen to the show? <laughs> I can't even talk. That's so crazy. No, of course not. Good God. Yeah, mine doesn't either. There's a weird thing where they here, here's let's talk about this for a second. They're attracted to us because of because of who we are, because of all these things. And they want to get close to that sauce, which is fun and cool. And then once they start <laughs> actually living with us, they really don't like those things about us anymore. It's it's interesting. I've seen this happen with in several relationships. Yeah, I mean I I was actually just thinking about like if my wife did a pod, if my wife and your wife did a podcast together, would I listen to it? And the answer is yes. I would listen to it yeah. for about five minutes and then <laughs> I would not listen to it ever again. That's the real truth, unfortunately. So I get I get it. I get it. My wife still thinks I'm funny. I I have that going for me. She still laughs at me. I have some friends that are really funny and their wife their their whatever their partners just never laugh at them, but it's just the dream is over. The dream has died. Well, you're funny, and your wife really loves you. She truly loves you, and my wife truly loves me. She's just angry, and I'm the only, I'm the closest, easiest target for that anger, and maybe that's the case with you, too. I don't know. I, I know your wife loves you. She wouldn't be with you if she didn't. Well, it certainly isn't because I'm making all that money. <laughs> Because I'm not. <laughs> well, it certainly, and you know what else it isn't? It certainly isn't because I collect artists and skulls and have about forty-seven of them in my studio. That's not it either. So, 
You do have a lot of skulls in your studio, which is cool. But here's what happened. But here's what happened to me. I didn't buy all these. I somehow became the skull guy because I got like one, and now everyone gives me fucking skulls, and I do like them. But I didn't. I feel like I have to tell people when they come to write in my studio, like, "Hey, I know there are a lot of skulls in here. I didn't buy all these. These were all gifts." Well, that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. This is, by the way, <laughs> this is me. Listening politely. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, but uh, what you don't what you don't do is if you think something's boring, you just let it die. You're not a super generous co-host in that you don't. If it's if I say something funny that you think's funny, you'll laugh and yes. you'll play along. Yes. But, it, but you won't do anything to help me make it better, and that's I'm always trying to support your bullshit and help make whatever you're doing as funny as possible. And you just don't do that. I I know I'm I'm not good. Like I wouldn't be good in war. I'd be like, leave all these bodies. Let's get the fuck out of here without a scab. I they're dead. Let's not drag these dead corpses. Uh, 400 feet. I'm not goddamn fucking uh, Life is a Box of Chocolates. What's that guy's name? Forrest Gump. I'm not fucking Forrest Gump where I'm going to be like, I got to get this half a person out of the forest to get them so they can die in the sun and not in the jungle. Fuck that, dude. I'm thinking about the next thing. Well, I'm just telling you, that's that's what doesn't work. <laughs> Can we do Forrest Gump for a while? You're already killing it. There's no room for improvement there. So, Dude, your Forrest Gump is on f- point. Let's hear it. I don't know it. if I have a good Forrest Gump. Dude, you do. Uh, it's so all good. right, well, let me try to get there. Let me try to, I, th- I, this is my go-to line when I try to get into Forrest Gump's head. All right. I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. I can't bring myself to eat more shrimps. I, says that. I've eaten too many shrimps from Captain Dan's shrimping boats. Captain for, Dan's shrimping for boat. a while there, all I was eating was shrimps. Now when I smell a shrimp, it makes my butthole pucker up and makes my stomach look like a flipper cartoon. Sorry, I ruined your black party panther, Lieutenant Dan. Sorry, you got AIDS, Janae. You got the AIDS, Jenny, but I'll still give you a baby. Because <laughs> I'm Forrest Gump and I can't get AIDS. With all the shrimp bacteria, it fights the AIDS virus. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny. I love this new Forrest Gump script you're working on. It's called it's really something. Forrest Gump 2, Me Too. <laughs> Forrest Gump, hashtag Me Too. It's Forrest Gump too. Me too. <laughs> wow. Jenny, I wrote you a little song, Jenny. Dear God, make me a bird so I can fly, fly far away from here. What is, what's that? That's Jenny. When she her dad's like molesting her or something, she runs out into the cornfield oh. and that's her prayer. Ooh. She got Sad mo- story. She got molested in that movie? Well, I mean, the insinuation is that she was being abused by her, her drunk dad. Oh, right, right, yeah. <clears throat> Which is what led her to a life of all constantly searching for the men who were like her dad and who abused her. 
and why when Forrest Gump was the best man that she knew in her life, she she rejected him. She couldn't. She, that was her pathway to love. Here's here's what I would do if I was Jenny. Exactly what she did. I would never want to be in a relationship. I mean, Forrest Gump was cool and he was nice as a friend. But could you imagine having sex with Forrest Gump? Good <laughs> God, dude, that would suck. I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe he was a good lover. Maybe I, mean, I bet you he was attentive. Jenny, can you squeeze my balls? Jenny, not so hard, Jenny. Jenny, should I apply more pressure on your clitoris? Jenny, Jenny. Oh, where had you gone? Oh, you're not in the bed anymore. Oh, you've left. You've left the city. You're. N- I'm not a smart man, <laughs> but I know where the clitoris is. I I'm all alone now. For, and I'm actually just running across the country because I'm Forrest Gump. What am I running away from, Jenny? You're with a you're with one of the hell's angels who beats you up and pumps heroin into you, and now I'm running, running, <laughs> running on empty, Jenny. Do Forrest Gump sings a Metallica song? Yeah, here we go. Okay, say your prayers, little one. Don't forget, my son, to include everyone. I'll tuck you in, keep you free from sin. Till the Sandman, he comes, Jenny. Exit light, Jenny. Enter, <laughs> enter, <laughs> enter night. I like saying her name after every line. Exit light, Jenny. Enter night, Jenny. Take my hand, Jenny. Off to Never Neverland, Jenny. Uh, all right, is that it for the emails, or we got anything else? That's it for now. Yeah, all right, that's all right. it. Well, cool. Uh, where can people uh, email? What What's the email address if people want to get in touch with us? We haven't said that in a while. It's bobandclint at gmail.com. We'll read it on the show. We'll talk about anything you want us to talk about or answer questions or whatever it is. We'll do it. It's our show. We'll do whatever the fuck we want. Mom. Do you have anything to recommend this week to our listeners? Well, I've kind of been on that Billie Eilish train, and I know we've already talked about that. I've got a whole B-rig vinyl rig in my studio now, so I've been listening to a bunch of old records that I love, some Lucinda Williams. Some Dylan, I don't think any of that's very interesting to you, or maybe any of our listeners. But the newest thing that I've been excited about is the show Barry. And we've already talked about that. What about you? What's going on with you? Are you listening to anything cool? Uh, somebody recommended this record, Lizzo, um, who put out a song a couple years ago that was on some movie. Um, I forget what movie. But anyways... I, I didn't realize it was the same artist, but my wife and daughter listened to this song that came out a couple years ago all the time. And then this new record just came out. Um, but it's incredible. And of course, I was like, uh, who produced this record? Because it sounds amazing. Uh, and it was Ricky Reed, who's like continuously putting out some of the best sounding music I've heard. Like he did most of that, um, 21 pilots record, which I really love. And he's just, he's just done a lot of like singles that you've heard. Um, that song bills. Have you ever heard that song bills by uh, lunch money or whatever that guy's name, lunch money, Lewis or whatever that guy's name is. I haven't. No. Anyways, it's really amazing. Her voice is incredible. She's sort of, I wouldn't say Aretha Franklin. She's a she's a big lady, 
Um, she's got a huge, huge voice. Uh, her voice is crazy. And then just this amazing production. And some of it's kind of R&B and some of it's hip hop and somewhere in between. But it's pretty good. Like, it's worth checking out. Who's recommending this music to you? Uh, Mark Krachowski recommended it to me. That's your friend in New York? Mark Krachowski is my friend in New York. Yes. Yeah, I've met him a few times. Cool dude. Yeah. And uh, what else? Uh, I just finished watching the second season of Star Trek Discovery, which was pretty amazing. Uh, it got a little weird towards the end, but it wrapped up nicely, and it was incredible. Like, it's the first season and the second season are absolutely worth watching. And what, what, you, sh- what you should pass on is the new Twilight Zone that's also on CBS All Access. That's gotten really mixed reviews. I love Jordan Peele. I love The Twilight Zone. But uh, I don't have that channel. I don't have to wait until it's available for normal people that don't have cable anymore. Yeah. Well, the CBS All Access, you have it's a, it's a subscription channel, so you don't have to have cable, but you do have to subscribe to CBS All Access to watch it. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. So The Twilight Zone's good, huh? No. It's not. I mean, it's okay. Oh, you're saying it's not good. Here's the problem with it. It's just like the old Twilight Zones from the 60s and 70s. The problem is you've got Black Mirror, and Black Mirror is amazing and game-changing. And so you can't just, like, whip up some half-baked old Twilight Zone premise and expect people to fucking eat it and and enjoy it because that shit's fucking just reheated bullshit. I mean, again, it's not bad. If we hadn't had Black Mirror, maybe then it'd be okay. But now that we've no, got... No, you're right. Black Black Mirror is the gold standard now, for sure. Black yeah. Mirror is amazing. You can't go back from that. So. I've watched that John Hamm one. The, uh, I think it's called Winterland. It's called, Black, it called? Mir- Black Mirror White Christmas. White Christmas, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched that maybe five or six times. And then, dude, the one where they're on the spaceship is just so good. So good. God damn it. I know with Landry. I know there's so many good, Which, so many good ones. But that, that don't you have a funny story about that guy, the guy that played Landry in Friday Night Lights? Because he's a musician in Austin too, right? He is a musician, and uh, here's another story that I probably shouldn't tell. But yeah, um, <laughs> so he was on Friday Night Lights. So here's my here's my Friday Night Lights story. So. I didn't I didn't watch Friday Night Lights when when they were filming it. They were filming it in Austin and they filmed it here for like four or five years. And the crew, the the actors in the show would come to my shows on Monday nights often and uh, would come check out my Saxon Pub residency um and they tell me all the time they were like oh yeah some of the guys uh, some of the one of the actresses from Friday Night Lights came some of the crew came some of the actors came and I'd be all like I always I never watched the show so I was like give you know who gives a fuck I don't give a fuck uh but thanks for telling me something I don't give a shit about and so years went by and they you know the show ended and I'd never seen it and then it was made was it on Netflix it was on something uh where I could start or maybe it's an Amazon Prime whatever it was on I somebody was like, hey, you should check it out. It's pretty good. I w- check this out. I was even in the Friday Night Lights charity golf tournament for 
like three years. So I would go to this golf tournament and I would meet these people that were on the show and they just looked like regular people to me because I'd never seen the show. So I was meeting the people in the show at that golf tournament and not giving a shit about it because, you know, they're actors. If you know, if you haven't seen them in a movie or on TV, they just look like a regular person. So, so anyway, so I finally, I watch season one of Friday Night Lights and it's amazing. That first season of Friday Night Lights is really one of the most satisfying seasons of television I've ever seen. And I don't know why, because the acting's only okay, with the exception of the two main characters. Uh, who's the, who are those guys? Kyle Chandler and, and who's the lady? Yeah, from- it's Kyle Chandler as Coach Taylor and then um, Connie Britton. Connie Britton. They're, they're amazing. She's, but they're, she's great, yeah. But everybody else is like, okay. You know, they're all like starting out as actors or whatever, and they're, they're pretty good. But this one guy, the guy from the Black Mirror show, what's his name? I don't know what his name is, but his character's name is Landry on the Friday Night Lights. Damn, right. let me look it up. And he, he, he was story, a sta- I'll look it up. He was a standout actor as well on that show. Like he was a bright, shining kind of star in that show. So, anyways, I watched the first season and I'm like, oh my god, why didn't I fucking watch this show when they were filming it? And then, of course, I develop a crush on who's the who's the uh, the the main kind of hot chick in the show what's her name kelly kelly uh, minka kelly minka uh, and jesse plemons is is the landry character yeah so jesse plemons so he's great and then but kelly minka i'm like oh my god and they were like yeah she used to come to the sex and pub all the time and i was minka like kelly minka <laughs> kelly kelly minka <laughs> yeah <laughs> so she would they told me she came to the saxon I was like, oh, my God, I need to get a time machine and go back in time and meet this girl after a show. The only time I can actually ever pick up a chick. Anyways, um, so I just I, I was I'm freaking out. And literally a week after I watched the the first season, I go to Dallas to play a private birthday party for this 50 year old lady uh, in her backyard. And it's for about eight people. It's just me solo by the pool. And there's eight people. And. Her brother is Kyle Chandler. No joke. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm playing for Kyle Chandler. You know, I didn't know her, but now I'm playing for Kyle Chandler. And, of course, it was a great show. And then afterwards, he was like, dude, man, you killed it. And I'm like, thanks, man. I just watched the first season of Friday Night Lights, and you were amazing. And now here I am meeting you, and I'm really bummed out that I didn't watch it when when you were making it. But... Anyways, I got to meet this Jesse Plemons guy. Same sort of situation. It was during South by. I had a gig and uh, a, a solo gig, and and he was at the uh, he was at the gig, and I played. And then right after the gig, I I met him, and I thought he was going to be like, "Dude, man, that was amazing." And he was he was like, "Hey." <laughs> didn't he say didn't he say you had a nice coat or something you like complimented your jacket or something yeah it was something like yeah maybe it was my jacket or something he was like i don't even yeah i was just like hey how's it going i just, you know i just finished playing he saw me play and i was like hey how are you doing and he's like uh nice shades or some bullshit I, whatever it was but it was it, it was just like he couldn't give up he you could tell that what i did he was absolutely not into, and it just was like, I was like, fuck this guy forever. 
And I'll tell you, when, when, when I meet somebody like kind of famous like that, and it's only happened a couple times where they're kind of like, eh, or they don't feign like they care, it makes me realize, oh, I have to be nice to every single person that I meet for the rest of my life because that might be the only time I ever interact with them. And if I just go, like, even if I'm having a, I didn't know, like, his dad could have just died that day. You know what I mean? I don't know what was going on in his life. Who cares if he didn't fucking dig my shit? But now I hate that guy forever. Right. And so that's the way, if somebody ever comes up to me at any point, I just immediately go into Terminator mode where I'm like, okay, you must smile now. You must be a human (laughs) being and smile at this person. Because if I don't smile, my resting face is like, I'm annoyed and I don't like you. And I don't want people to think that because that's not what that is. I'm excited and happy that you recognize me because I don't get recognized all the time. And when I do, I, I love it, but I have to make myself smile. And then I have to make sure that, you know, I give that interaction the attention that it deserves. Because if I don't, then it'll be like me and Jesse Plemons. Yeah, I I don't know why what it is, but when you and I first met a long time ago, we just became friends really quick. So I never really had any experience with not you know there were people that when they would find out we were buds were like, oh you know they they felt like you were kind of unapproachable, which I never really saw that. And as I've kind of seen all that play out through the years, it's like I know that that's not how you feel. Like your resting face may seem unapproachable, but you don't really feel that way necessarily, you know. I, I don't at all. It's kind of a big power move. It's a powerful thing for you to know that about yourself and to. It's funny you said you went into Terminator mode. I thought you meant like fucking kill everyone in sight. That's what the Terminator <laughs> came to my mind. But you're like going to Terminator mode and you're like a nice guy. No, it's not even. It's not even about. I am a nice guy. Like I'm a nice yeah. person. That's why I'm always like shocked. Like because I'll say stuff to be funny like i don't i'm only gonna say something terrible and horrible if i think it's funny but at the same time i know who i am and i know that i care about people and i want people to be happy and i want people to have good lives and 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 i don't wish anybody bad feelings even people who like literally I would kill in a heartbeat like pedophiles or rapists or murderers like i want those people killed even those people, I'm like, it's weird, man. I was watching, this is weird. I, I was watching Apple, I, I saw on Apple News today that they're re-postponing uh, the Parkland shooter trial because that guy inherited some money and so they're not going to pay for his uh, defender. And I looked at a picture of that guy and I was like, God, what a fucking, I mean, that guy, what he did was horrible, but I felt, I just felt, I felt bad for that guy uh you know and he's a horrible person and and i'm glad he's in jail and i'm glad he's gonna be executed hopefully but uh i just like man i don't know man i guess what i'm saying is i'm nice but i know me and and uh people that don't know me and they just know me from stage and the things i say on stage or even on this podcast might be like man what's that what's that guy's deal and I'm trying to be entertaining. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to have fun, trying to be entertaining because we're all going to die real soon and we're hurtling through fucking 
infinite space with no chance of escape from any of it. So that's scary and fucked up. And so if you can forget about that for a minute by me saying something stupid or outlandish, then I feel like I've done my job. Well, and let's think about the people we roll with too. Like when we're like, think about our bus on any given moment. It's like me and you, and when, especially when it was with Conrad, our buddy Connie, Conrad Chacroon, or Bruce or Wayne. You better be fucking interesting if you want to make a dent in what we got going on in that bus. You know what I mean? Like some interesting smart cats that are real over normal bullshit. So the, things can get real weird in a good way. And it's more about just being interesting. Like, all right, what do you got? What's going on? What's your deal? Dude, I, I would be in the bunk in the back and I would just hear uproarious laughter in the front. And it'd be you holding court. It'd be you and Wayne just fucking and or Conrad just saying some funny shit, dude. Those were fun. Those were fun tours for sure. Yeah. It would get weird. And then you got Jay Thomas in the mix too, which he's the silent bear, but he's one of the most interesting guys I've ever met and hung out with is Jay Thomas. Jay doesn't he's say, funny. he doesn't say anything. And then every once in a while you'll direct a question at him and he'll, he'll say something and it'll be real funny. I know. Cause it's so dark and true. What I used to get a big kick out of is if we were doing like Texas stuff and we were in a sprinter him and Ted would sit up front and just for hours and hours never speak to each other. And I just got a kick out of like telling them to keep it down or, you know, like they would just sit up there for fucking ever and never talk. It's unbelievable. Dude, me and Jay do all these solo gigs where it's just me and him and we'll be in a car. I mean, we'll talk sometimes. We'll talk for, for 30 minutes or 45 minutes and then we'll stop talking and we won't talk for three hours. <laughs> not a word. And here's the thing. If I don't start the conversation, it's not happening. There's Jay's, no, he's cool. Jay's never starting a conversation, but he'll, per, he'll participate. If you want to have a conversation, he'll have it with you. But as soon as yeah. you stop that conversation's over and it will never start again until you start a conversation. It's amazing. He's, I love, I love him. I know it's what I like about being around him. Like there, for a long time, towards the end of when I was coming to Austin a lot, I was crashing with him a lot because he's fun to be around. He's interesting, but if you're down to be quiet, he's a okay with that shit too. I love that. Yeah, and it's not an uncomfortable silence. You know, it's like yeah. it's 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 like uh, it's like a rug or like a like a comforter. <laughs> like if you're if you're sitting on the couch, it's like a comforter that you could just put over yourself. You don't need that comforter talking to you. He could just be old Jay Bear. Dude, I love our friendship, man. You're like a rug, homie. You're like a fucking rug. <laughs> not, a, not a rug. Shaggy rug. <laughs> no, like a, a throw. <laughs> a throw. Like a comfy throw. All right. Hey, we're out of time. We got to get out yeah, of here. we got to split. So leave us the re positive review if you can. It only takes a second. It goes a long way. We really appreciate it. Uh, you can visit our other podcast. Mine's called Metal Up Your Podcast. It's about Metallica and all sorts of other music stuff. Bob's is called The Song Club. And you can be a part of his Patreon. You get all the songs that he puts uh, on the song club. You get them emailed to you. And uh, you can email us, bobandclint at gmail.com. We'll read whatever the fuck you write into us. And I guess that's about it. That's it. But, hey, it is, please, please, just take, like, it'll, it literally will take you 10 seconds. Just click on the review, write, loved it, give us a five-star review. 
subscribe and all of that will go a long way. This is free. We're not get, we're not making any money off of this and that will help us a lot. So uh, and it'll allow us to keep doing it. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>